Welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting. I am back and ready to get back on this podcast thing and back into normal life. It's Mallory here, and I'm with my our, my R teaching pastor, Brent. <laughs> no, your my pastor. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see you guys at church on Sunday. Yeah, all Saw of us. Alex almost, there, too. Almost completely Hunting on time. Hunting season's over, mm-hmm. so that's good. Hunting season's over. Everyone's healthy. It was great. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it's great to have you back. It's... Uh, Good to be back doing the podcast. Kind of mm-hmm. a, a sense of normalcy. Uh, yes. Last week, uh, Andrew stepped in last minute and did an awesome job. Always fun job. to catch up on theater stuff. And uh, so it's him and I have fun conversations, but I, I felt like we have so much insider humor together yeah. that I was worried that it wouldn't translate over to the podcast. No, it was good. I listen. Do you have I, friends like that where I, you're like, it's fun. Like, we're yes. funny. I know we're funny. Yeah. But like, or like nobody if else is one think person we're funny. like comes to lunch with your, you know, that group of friends or those people, and you're like, oh, they're just staring at you. Like, what are you guys talking yeah, about? Yeah. But no, you guys, you guys and it was good that people sign. can listen to Andrew because he does do a lot around here. Yeah. And and so it's good to hear his voice. Absolutely. It is uh, mid February. It is Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, Friday night. You guys got big plans? No, we have our <laughs> we have our tax appointment tomorrow. And so we have babysitter. Well, my mother-in-law. So we were like, well, why don't we just go out to dinner after the tax yeah, appointment? So absolutely. we don't. Um, so we're either going to be, since I worked a little bit this year on, um, uh, as like an independent contractor, we're like unsure of what our, um, oh, yeah. so we were joking. We're like, well, if our tax turns good, we're going to, <laughs> we're, we're going to go big. If not, we'll just go to I just, Burger Ranch or something. So my mother-in-law <laughs> does ours and I just dropped oh, off. Nice. I had to get all the stuff together over the weekend and I just handed her, I went over and dropped it all off on her desk the other day. I was like, uh, here you go. Yeah. I know how we did. Yeah. <laughs> no, we sit with an accountant and he like goes through all the, asks us all these questions and then it's like the, da 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 at the end. So yeah. My uh, dad did mine for years, even did he? yeah, yeah, and so finally we grew up and <laughs> yeah, have someone else do it. That's pretty smart. Yeah, yep. Uh, good. Well, we uh, we continued our series on mm-hmm. Sunday. We are our part three of a four parter. So one more weekend uh, left in this thing, and uh, we the stay. I forgot to mention. I I wanted to do this at the at the beginning of this thing. I never even addressed the stage stuff on Sunday whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just assume that, you know, people who've been around East like know that we do plays and things. Mm-hmm. And the whole setup was like for like a living room sort of thing. There's a rude mechanical show that starts this weekend. And uh, I got done with first service and went to the back and Gary goes, you never even uh-huh. said anything about well, it. Well, were the posters up? This weekend, too, because I did see as I walked in this morning, um, they were not up. as oh. aggressively as they were. Yeah. We had one poster in the door as people walked in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's always posters on there. Right. So it's just kind of noisy, probably, in mm-hmm. terms of not seeing it. And if you were a guest with us, um, then all you've seen is kind of normal stage and you have no idea what was going on. Right. Like, uh, yeah. So anyways, just an odd whatever. But right. um, just a kind of fun tidbit that, you know, with this, uh, we share the theater a bunch. They moved in on Saturday. Uh, that stage is going to look like that for two more weeks, and mm-hmm. we just roll with the punches. And they're probably the ones good. that use it the most, right? The, the yeah, and the one that is most visible, just yeah. because they do sets and and changes and stuff like that. Yep. But That's cool. yeah, it's all good. Um, so we uh, today is just as a kind of a random topic heading into this uh, is the New Hampshire caucus yes. happening uh, tonight. I know. And I told the bar is incredibly low, incredibly <laughs> right. low, right. considering Iowa. the Iowa caucuses. Oh. Was that just last Tuesday? Is it only yeah. been a week? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, that feels like forever ago. I, can you imagine the people that were in charge or had no. any? I mean, I'll tell you what. It, it just... made me feel real good about our every anytime something like that happens. <sighs> I always look at like kind of what we do on a Sunday morning, and like there's like moving parts in terms of technical stuff, especially when you do have theater groups right. coming in like on Saturday nights and whatever. Like the next morning, just things get moved around, things get unplugged, and and as much as you try and test it and we run through things and we meet at nine o'clock and we mm -hmm. run through all the slides and all the videos and all the stuff. And then just something goes wrong and you're thinking, Oh man, we just, just a crap show here. Right. You know, what are we, what are we running here? And then you get something like that and you're like, nah, we're pretty good. We're right. all right. <laughs> oh, I cannot imagine. I had like a six month internship at the mayor's office in Nashville and I was like low, low, low in the education world. But whenever the mayor spoke or anything, like everything had to be like, like he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. He was like given all yeah. his speeches, all his, you know, um, and it reminded me of that whenever they were out in public or whenever there was a big thing, it was all on the, uh, you know, laps of the, like his main chief of staff and everything. And it's just, oh, it's brutal. I felt bad for the guy when he was, um, addressing everyone. So, so I heard something this week that I, I was not familiar with. And, and, uh, I feel like you're into politics enough uh -huh, to tell me, uh, well, if, well, I'm, if I'm off. Yeah. So I've seen more Bloomberg commercials. Yes. It's than fascinating. Any other thing he's not showing up. He didn't show up on the Iowa caucus at all. I, I don't think he got a single delegate. Um, he is not part of the debates. And you feel like, is this just a billionaire just like, I just don't even know how to spend my money, so I'm just going to do something. But I, I heard this week he couldn't participate in the debates because he's self-funded mm -hmm. and did not take any money from any anybody else to do this. Right. And there's actually talk, like, in terms of Vegas favorites, of him being definitely in the... I, I felt from an outsider that really doesn't like politics. Right. What's this? This guy has no shot. What's he thinking? He's right. just an old man. And apparently, though, he does kind of have a shot. Mm -hmm. And the and all the debates and things are set up by either the networks or the DN the DNC or RNC. I think it's RNC for the Republicans. And so yeah. all of the, I mean, but anyone can still write him in. Like he can still be written in as a candidate. Yeah, but but I had heard you have to have two percent of the polling to be able to participate in the yes. debates. But there is an exclusion because of the funding thing, which is why he hasn't. I, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, because he's all self-funded. Yeah. So he hasn't. Well, because I know I listened to one of the interviews with Buttigieg and he was saying, well, I don't have a billion dollars. So blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you have raised that. It's just different. <laughs> you have yeah. raised a billion dollars. You know, you've yeah. raised that amount. It's just not yours personally. Yeah. So he can also use his ad money differently, I think, too. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be it's so crazy, yeah. man! This this whole deal, I I I as much as I don't like it because I hate just all the commercials and the ads. Um, it is kind of fun watching the world burn on both on both sides of the political spectrum in terms of right it, when when things like this kind of happen and everything. You know, it's all over the place, but uh, oh yeah, so it's it's great. Mallory, in just a moment, is going to tell us who she's voting for and who you should uh, vote yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> She's real exciting. <laughs> it's funny because my family's um, kind of, my brother is very, uh, how do you say it? Like just he'll say what he thinks. And my sister, my sister is extremely liberal and my brother is very moderate. And so um, we just like choose not to talk about things most of the time. But my brother Smart. is like, no, like tell me why you think, you know, he'll grill my sister. No. Uh, yeah. And so we were laughing. We we're like, well, good thing we don't really have any family. I mean, we're all really close, so it's fine. But 
it still gets to the point that we're like, okay, we can stop talking about it, you know. Yeah. Because they both will try to, like, weigh, you know, give us, get, like, almost be uh, their own um, um, support, who they're supporting. They'll, like, try to get us to support, like, our own little caucus. <laughs> yeah. So, but we'll see. I, I just, I think it's too bad. Like, I was saying to someone that I remember growing up, my grandparents were part of the Democratic caucus, and, I remember, and then um, my other grandparents were part of the Republican, like, party, and I just remember getting to talk about it more openly, and yeah. now it's just, like, oh, I don't want to say anything. Uh-huh. So I just hope that in the next, you know, upcoming years it gets easier to, like, have differing opinions and still, like, feel like you can, like, still sit by that person at dinner and still be their neighbor and have different opinions. Yeah. Uh, in relation to this series, I have felt like... Some of the topics that I've gone into have been partly that whole, I don't want to talk about it thing in terms of um, just like what happens after you die. Like every, as much as you, as much as you get with people and you're like, all right, you can only talk about sports and the weather so much. Like, let's talk about something significant Mm -hmm. i felt a personal reticence in talking about this like i i almost feel like i'm a i like apologize for like you know i know this is really hard like first Corinthians chapter 15 paul's Mm -hmm. gonna say resurrection of the dead and that's gonna be like a right can you just talk about being a good person and like good things to all people whatever else and yet there's like a a healthy like again the point of the series has been like eschatology is the the last things and how your your definition of an end outcome affects how you do things in the present. That always tell me how to win the game. That's going to determine how I play uh, like the board game in, in, mm-hmm. ter- in, in terms of a board game. What's the what's the goal? What are we trying to do? Collect coins, beat people, kill people. Right. What, what is it? Um, and then that's going to affect the decisions that I make within the parameters of the game, even though there's a lot of different things that I could be doing, like what's going to help me, mm-hmm. what's, what, what is most important. And, uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been an interesting series for me. Cause I think I, I think the approach again with the title, the, the potential bait and switch of it's going to be super, super practical. And now just kidding. It's going to be like ultimate, like ultimate stuff. That's going to be difficult to t- kind of dialogue. Well, and uh, to about. still speak to people who are in like relationships that they would say are working. So in yeah. relationships that they want to, you know, continually progress. And what does that look like if, you know, it isn't what you imagined, but there's still hope in it, even if you are still in that relationship totally. that, that and you want to stay in that relationship and you're like, I'm committed to this for like yeah, reasons that I'm, I'm like, you know, I, ha- I've, I grew up with this feeling of when I, when I got married, it would be like forever. And yet like, it's not what I thought it would right. be. And so how do you live or with you're hope in a hard of, season or, yeah. you know, yeah. I listened to your sermon from last week too. And then kind of about how we all share, um, common ground when someone famous dies and that happened with Kobe, but then it's also something that, um, is not, does not happen in like, if your marriage is struggling, it's not something you like go out and they're like, Hey, I'm really, we're really struggling in our marriage. It's like something you like hold tight and don't talk about. Yeah. Even if it's good or bad. So I think it's good that we um, have a space that we can talk about it. If it's, um, if there, if it is something that you want to change that you can still talk about it, even if it's a relationship you are in, not a relationship you're seeking. Yeah. And so often, I think sermons are about 
seeking a relationship. It's a bummer like, to wait until like divorce papers are started to talk about your marriage. It's a bummer to wait until a funeral to talk about like death and life mm-hmm. after that. Like you're in not in a, an emotional state. Like you question all of your decisions in that spot because am I doing this because she's about to divorce me? Am I doing this because I'm so sad about losing my dad or my mom or, you know, whatever, or this loss or you any decisions that you make there's it's always got like this asterisk on it but like i i think i believe that now i mean that makes sense oh that's what i want to believe but i know that i'm not really kind of there so um i i think that uh i think that paul's topic to them i thought the most interesting part for me um was that i tried to highlight it too was him the assumption of the dogma in the teaching that he led with was not trying to convince them of it. He assumed that they believed that Jesus mm-hmm. died. They're living their lives as if I can believe, I can differentiate between Jesus being alive and then me, I'm not so sure. Like I don't know how I don't know how this works for me. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of proof for me of life beyond this death. But I'm but I'm fine like assigning that to Jesus because he was divine and so therefore of like he gets to do things that I don't get to do. Right. Right? And for Paul, what he's trying to say is when you deny your own future, even when Jesus talks about it, you're really saying it's ridiculous to think that somebody could come, you know, rise from the dead or or beat death or conquer death or have death not be a factor for him. And and then you make this concession to a person of faith, a, a, a divine being or whatever. He's like, the 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 danger is that you don't actually believe that he did. Like you just kind of like say that you do like a lot of people say that they're Christians or right. say that they're this or say that they're, yeah, I don't know, not into politics. And then they spend hours on Facebook diving deep right. into like all kinds of stuff and comment on everything. You're like, you kind of are, aren't right. you at that point? We were, we've, t- it, this is kind of a stretch, but we are teaching Kinsley the Lord's prayer. I grew up saying the Lord's prayer and we were kind of in a group of non-Christians and Christians and she was saying it. And I was shocked at how many people who are not Christians, like, know that prayer. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I said it like this, or I said it like this. And I think in our world, there's so many ways that you can um, portray Christianity or, like, grow up and then just be like, yeah, I believe that. Like, yeah, I was told that, and I believe that. And then there comes a point as an adult, it's like, no, like, you need to decide, like, do you or do you not believe? And that's kind of, like, what Paul's saying. Like, no, you have to... There, there's dogma. There's like you know all this extra stuff, but like this one thing is like the most important thing. Yeah. And so I think I don't know. The older you get, the more I mean, not morbid, but in some ways, like you feel like you like have to make that you know decision, and it gets more real the yeah. more like death you see, the more um you know relationships broken, the more like awful things you see in your life. You're like okay, I, I need to believe in something. And that's where I think people who are checking out East Lake, um, that's the biggest thing that's like, come on, did that really happen? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think in relationships, it's something that... Um, the other thing I don't think I drew, I drew a contrast enough with was the contrast between what Jesus ushered in as something new in, in a new covenant, under the mm-hmm. new covenant, that was not oh, okay. part of old covenant stuff. Like the ancient Israelites did not believe that when you die, you go to heaven. There was like, that would be mm-hmm. a foreign, that would be a other right. religion for them. They'd be like, nah, we, we don't believe 
that sort of thing. This idea of life after death is a new, a new thing, a new idea, a new, you know, brand new something um, that, that Jesus taught with him. And so for them, it was, you can't look in the Old Testament, look at it's not, I think I, it was, I was like in college before I realized that. I, th- I think I just assumed that like the, the, the David, Abraham and all that kind of stuff, like they just believe that I do good things in life and I get rewarded with something beyond this life, some sort of balloon payment afterwards. Uh, and that just wasn't true for them. Mm-hmm. It was like, now we worship our gods. I, I also, um, so this, this one of the books that I've been basing the series off of is A Theology of Hope by Moltman, and it it's been a really difficult read. In fact, I almost I like regretted recommending it because I'm like, I don't know, I I don't want you to think that I read this and think, yeah, yeah, I get this. Like I'm like, I get like thirty percent probably of of what's written in there. Which I feel like if people saw everything that you read, you don't like you very very all you're reading like it's yes. not like if you know if yeah. you're reading one author you believe everything that they say yeah, but no, no, like no, no, that's no. the that's like kind of definitely don't the, do that no right and so i i think and you're I, safe I'm in saying telling don't people do that, that in terms of yeah. I'm not just i don't do that but like you shouldn't do that either. no i think you vary your reading really well for what you then give to our church so he talks about um uh and i'm going to go a little bit into the promise what it means to be a God of promise or a religion of promise into this. But, and I, I won't say this for the talk. So I'm, I'm kind of saying a little bit of it now. The Israelites were unique in they, like all nations back then had gods. Mm-hmm. Most of their gods were gods of location. So you figured out in what area you were in, which God, like if you were in, the Fertile Crescent, there was the God of like fertility. There's the God of rain. If you were in the desert, it was the God of, you know, I, there, there would just be different things. You tried to figure out your goal was to pay homage and respect to the gods that you are in inhabiting mm-hmm. the land that they had jurisdiction over. For the Israelites, they were a nomadic people group. They had in their version of a God was a God of promise of moving forward and I'll be with you, like the image of the 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 fire in the at night and the cloud by day, fire by night, leading them through the wilderness. And then an interesting transition happened when they took refuge in the land that you see throughout the Old Testament. That nomadic God for them stuck around. It wasn't like now we need to figure out the new gods for our new area. That was that's a pretty unique feature for ancient religion mm-hmm. for them to keep those and say, now, now, um, even though the promise uh, that I'm taking you to a new land has been fulfilled, there's something beyond even this. Does it, am I making sense so far? Like, yes. This this God sticks with this is bigger than my situational right. thing. Okay. That like and it's bigger from what if that God is part of, you know, the land that you're in, it's bigger than just where you're at. Yes. Yes. So then it transitions to now you've got Jesus introducing this new era, this new land, this new movement towards it. Right. And this idea of, it's just a continuation of the promise. It's always been, yes, he promised us this land. Yes, we inherited it. We're here, but now it's not completed and we don't need him anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, It still influences and informs everything that we do. 
to the point that um, when Jesus introduces this idea of a God who has a plan for you moving forward, it's it's like this entire, I'm like an all-encompassing God. I'm not a God for, because you grew up in America and mm-hmm. this is what you were handed down to. And if, if I grew up in Thailand, I'd be right. over here believing this. Like the claim of Christianity is bigger than that. And I know that there's cultural things and I know that, you know, you would talk to me about odds and social and how the social uh, impact, you know, teaches us this or whatever. Um, I understand that. But what I'm what I'm saying is the claim of when you when you look at the overall claim of of this thing, it's 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 more grandiose than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, therefore, um, yeah, there's just a a, a promise uh, that it's it's always been about a promise. It's always it, it's not unique that we would say part of our religion or belief system is that there's something beyond this, or, or that we have been promised something a life beyond this life. Uh, that some that what we're doing here matters. That what we make of ourselves in this time that we have has an impact on our future. And that that was the big point that I changed between first and second service that Megan counseled me mm-hmm. on um, was it, you said you contrasted it with like this balloon payment in the sky. And yet it kind of felt like this balloon payment when you die kind of thing. Um, and I, what I, what I wanted to say was what you're doing now, according to Jesus is this continuation that it's not no matter what you do, as long as you're a decent person, everything's brand new. You get to start over with this new thing. Mm-hmm. Like there is a sense of a continuation of your individual soul, spirit, indi- uh, persona, um, how you deal with anger, hurt, forgiveness, friendship, uh, love, uh, selflessness, selfishness, um, now is something that carries with you beyond this and, um, and for the, for the good and for the bad probably. Right. right? And so, um, yeah, anyways, the, the promise that all of this means something. Is, and is and what so it then like how to. you, how you behave in your relationship matters, not, you know, then it kind of puts the onus back on you, not yeah. on the other person, whether, you know, it's a broken relationship, greener pastures, you know, so-and-so is right about them. It kind of flips it that like the onus is on us and you as the individual to be like, okay, how can I find hope in this situation and not, um, not like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, um, take, you know, worry about what's happened in the past or, um, not blame it on every other thing. Like put the onus back on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that's hard and you can have like things that have been done to you that are awful and that are not okay. Yeah. But that, you know, that you have hope in that the hope comes from Christianity and the hope in Jesus that it can be better, even though might've been really, really bad. Yeah. Yep. Good. Um, it's listen, First Corinthians chapter 15 is incredibly difficult. This is not an easy. It's funny that we did a mailer for this series because this feels like a very internally driven. I actually like pre- double prepped it. too. I like read the notes again, listened to the sermon again too. It is tough. Yeah. It's just it's just more um in depth than typical verses. And so you have to think a little deeper. Yep. Um, good. Well, we finish it off this weekend. Um, we are gonna be pushing further into Bring your Valentine's Day date. <laughs> Yeah, finish off <laughs> Valentine's Day with us, man. Take her out on Saturday night. Go to Dovetail Joint, the like, new spot here church. in the Uptown. Have you been to Dovetail yet? <laughs> no, I've heard about oh it. Oh my gosh, it's so the good, Schneider's, you guys. Yeah, the Schneider's um, told it's us about it. It's freaking amazing. I've been there like it's three really times good. now. Everything I've had has been delicious. Yeah. I so. should get back on staff so we can go to lunch there. <laughs> uh, well, they're closed on Mondays. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, I know, it sucks. 
Um, and that's when we do our staff lunch typically. Um, anyways, yeah. So you should. It's it's on the Jadwin side here at the Uptown, over by the old beauty salon. I've heard reservations down. are um, highly recommended. Yep. It's been busy. Um, and uh, I took some of the hockey boys in there nice. the other night, and uh, it was <laughs> funny. To them. Like, hey, I'm cool. Take it. Well, it's that's it's awesome. like it's like decently priced too, so yeah. that helps out. But it, it was it was funny because we walked in, and it was packed. And it's me walking in with like six foot six, <laughs> 17 year olds. <laughs> and uh, I saw a couple of Remember, Do you know Jessica Tagueras? Yeah. Jessica was there and she looked at me and she goes, those guys, those must be the hockey players or something like that. Like, how do you? They're what, not. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> how do you know them? What is going on? Funny. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, we had, we had a good time. It was a great spot. Um, and you should definitely check it out, yeah. especially for Valentine's Day. Although they're going to be packed, I'm sure, for Friday night. But, yeah. But, uh, Valentine's Day on a Friday night, which is kind of fun. Yep. It's always sucks when it's like a Tuesday and you're like, mm-hmm. what do we do here? Um, Kyle and I were watching The Bachelor last night and a commercial came on about um, them, you know, this, these, this couple sitting on the couch going, it's Valentine's Day. Do you want to do anything? No, I just like spending time like right. with you on the couch. Right. And and then he surprises her by taking her out and has like a, a necklace from Jared. I think it was a <laughs> commercial for Jared. And I was like, that first half of that commercial, that's us. The yeah. second half, uh, I don't think that's us. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you watched the video this week, Brent made a joke about Alex and Valentine's Day that is on, like, on par for exactly oh, yeah. how we are. Yeah, yes. you haven't even filmed that yet, no, but it's coming but out. No, but I laughed yeah. at it because I was Mal's like, doing oh, the that's intro us. video yep. um, for or the transition video for us. So, yeah. good. I'm, I'm excited. I wrote it going... I hope Alex doesn't feel like I'm throwing him under no. the bus every single time. I know Alex I have a relationship there, so yeah. um, I know he's a good And I'm sad I missed London doing the video. I hope she enjoyed it. Oh, uh, she did so awesome. She brought all of her friends down in <laughs> and, like, watched herself <laughs> on the video. Oh, my gosh. Uh, her dream. Anyways. <laughs> too good. Uh, too great. All right. Let's jump into our Say Something Interesting. We like to close off our podcast each week with something that we have found interesting in life, mm-hmm. something we've read, watched, experienced Yada, yada, yada. You want to go first? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. friends. I'm going to talk politics because I enjoy it. I, I know it's like polarizing and whatever, but. I was glued to my yeah. TV or my phone last Tuesday night when the Iowa caucus stuff went down. If yes. the numbers had come out, I probably would have looked and been like, oh, okay. Yeah. I just don't know who's ahead. I just, or I just wanted to know who's ahead. Mm-hmm. And then when all the tragedy struck, I was like, this is must see TV. Right. <laughs> I am like, refresh, refresh, refresh. Right. So the say something interesting that I found was an article about, um, I had listened to a podcast and they're all from New Hampshire. They're all like public radio people from New Hampshire and how they're, how the new way of like getting people to be part of their campaign is through text messaging and how, you know, we get all the robocalls, but now text messages getting getting people's numbers um is actually becoming easier for these campaigns and so anytime you like sign up for anything closely related to their campaign like bernie sanders has spent um the article i read bernie sanders has spent almost like five million dollars on just getting numbers um and it's things that you've you know signed up for in some way yeah um and they say like oh no we're only we're only we're only getting (laughs) our people that have already said they want to sign up but it's like obviously not the case. And so one of the people um, that I listened to, she's been, her name's not Jill, but she's been getting text messages for Jill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so she, so she's been getting text messages from all the campaigns. And so it's just been interesting to see like, cause it's like, everyone's kind of, it's kind of an open, um, open um, market for who's going to get the democratic um, nominee. So um, my little, just like say something interesting is like, don't give your phone number away because yeah. you're going to be getting all the text messages. Washington has theirs online this year, though. I know. Um, so one, that's right? going to be interesting yeah. 
how we do that too. Yeah. So if hopefully we Washington, we don't screw it up like Iowa. Totally. <laughs> well, no one can be as so bad as So on Iowa. a related note, my wife has been in a, a text string with four, three or four other ladies who she doesn't know. Oh, too good. And they they have been talking about like getting together and <laughs> setting something up. And and then they have like insider. They obviously are good friends because they have like insider jokes and they are oh my saying. Gosh. And she doesn't have any things. any of the She's numbers. never responded. This has been like this has been going on for several months, but they don't do it every day. It's like once a month they'll say something and do do something. Oh my god! And um, and then just recently, um, somebody goes, "Hey, who's zero two two one?" Um, which is my the last four of my wife's number and uh, and Kylie just is like just quiet radio silence. Yeah, just radio silence. <laughs> Just she just has been enjoying this insight into these other ladies who are you know spilling their guts about their husbands and boyfriends oh, and so funny. kids and oh my gosh it's uh, it's pretty great so uh, that that's not my something interesting but I that is interesting good. so um uh so mine is that uh, Survivor's back this week oh, guys yes. Wednesday night I I know you're like back like I thought that retired twenty years ago oh. good question uh, it launched in in two thousand. Uh, Either 99 or 2000, I couldn't quite see, like, when it ended. Either way, at the point that you had to wait a week for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. And so this is uh, the 40th season. Oh, my gosh. um, Because they do two a year. And uh, they are bringing back lots of the champions, like a big time. They're going all out this year. And I know, I know, you're probably like, dude, I've been. I watched the first few. I watched the first few. um, Here's my recommendation. Try it out again. Kay. Try go to Dovetail Joint for Valentine's Day, and then go home and watch Survivor on on Hulu. Is or it on? You watch it on. Oh, is it going to be on Hulu? Uh, I, I would think so. I mean, I can't remember. Um, yeah. CBS is the one. It's We've on, been but... binging Homeland. Oh, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, it's addicting now. Yeah. And there's like nine seasons. I'm like, well, you should always like check out how many seasons of something. Yeah. is going to be. So then, you how long are you in it for? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. For sure. Right. But no, okay. Yeah, we could probably check out Survivor. So, uh, Survivor, and uh, I've 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 so desperately wanted to do a Survivor recap podcast with my Ooh. wife sometime because I think that it would just be I she just do, you guys should we, do like we, Survivor we and do, Bachelor. We are great. <laughs> like some of our best conversations are watching shows together and the dialogue uh, between like you should see if you can figure it out same. like on Google Hangout so you don't have to come out come up here that you can just record your yeah you know. Do that. Do it at your house. Yeah, something. I don't know, but uh, anyways, that good show. Great. Wednesday nights, and uh, check it out. So politics and Survivor. Yeah, it's very similar. <laughs> we have very, <laughs> very similar. Lots of backbiting. Lots of backstabbing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, and uh, anyways. All right, that'll do it for this week's yeah. episode of Say Something Interesting. This Sunday night, we've got our State of the Church. Yes. Uh, our annual State of the Church. Once a year, we get together the leadership team. There's uh, nine of us who will sit up on the stage and uh, talk about our numbers from 2019, how we did. There's a State of the Church booklet that is really cool that gets printed out. Uh, we get to talk about, we just came, are coming up with like our East Lake playbook, and we'll be talking through some of like why we do the things that we do, and uh, but like different than 101. So it's not it's not like that. And then... Uh, just again, some more stuff for what twenty twenty is gonna look and like child for us. Childcare provided. provided, and that's about an hour long or so. And Sunday night at six o'clock, um, the Oscars are over now, so you don't have to worry about that. Nope. And the least watched in, in like twenty years, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's pretty bad. So, anyways, um, you, uh, you, if you are, if you call East Lake home, I think you would really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If if East Lake's new again, then do something else. So there you go. Definitely. 
All right, that'll do it. Thanks, guys. Have a great yeah. week. See you. Bye.